0: Welcome to Logical, the UE's first and still the only regular legal podcast. My name's Tim Elliott, and as always, here's our expert, managing partner of the Dubai-based legal firm, HPL Yamalova and Plethka here in Dubai. Ludmilla Yamalova, lovely to see you.
1: Good to see you too, Tim. As always, and thanks for being here.
0: Now, this episode of Logical—it's everything you need to know about corporate tax if you're based in a free zone. We've got loads to get through, Lud Miller, and it's one of those topics that you have to really drill down into the detail. And the detail is kind of coming in because this is still a relatively new thing. Corporate tax has been making headlines in the OE for a year or so. We know the default rate is nine percent, but Does that apply to businesses in free zones as well? Question one.
1: The short answer is yes, it does. Uh, Free zones are equally affected by the UE corporate tax. And as a general rule, all free zone companies will also be subject to 9% corporate tax. And um, that's the general rule, unless uh, some of these free zones would be subject to very specific exceptions. And if those exceptions apply, then there's a chance for some of these Uh, free zones to then be subject to a 0% corporate tax.
0: Okay. And how do we know that free zone businesses or which free zone businesses are actually subject to a corporate tax rate? Is it explicitly stated in the law? And if it is, what are the laws that cover the subject?
1: Well yes indeed it is explicitly stated in the law uh, as of now uh, then and there are a number of laws that govern in particular the application of corporate tax for uh, for free zones the main corporate uh, tax law is law number 47 of uh, 2022 uh, on corporate tax. And that particular law came into effect in 2022. Um, however, the I guess it was enacted in 2022 and came into effect uh, in 2023. And then just recently, in October 2023, there were additional regulations that were passed that further clarified the application of the corporate tax uh, for free zones. And those two regulations in particular are the UE Cabinet Resolution Number 100 of 2023, uh, which is titled uh, Qualifying Income for Qualifying Free Zoned Persons, Uh, And then the second regulation is the UAE Ministerial Resolution Number 265 of 2023 regarding qualifying activities and excluded activities, uh, which once again was introduced in just October of 2023. So just to give you an idea, the main law was introduced uh, last year, uh, though it came into effect at the beginning of 2023. uh, But um, as we expected, the main law was further clarified by virtue of various cabinet resolutions and ministerial decisions and these two ministerial decisions and the cabinet resolution I just mentioned, they are the, uh, uh, the example of those clarifications as the law continues to evolve. Uh, and the legal framework uh, that will um, govern the implementation of the law continues to be refined and further clarified. As uh, uh, more of these decrees and resolutions and regulations will continue to be uh, to be introduced and implemented. And as far as free zones are concerned, these two um, uh, latest decrees are perhaps the um, the latest and maybe the most clear legal framework, which set out the application of the UE corporate law, in particular for free zones.
0: So, I mean, tax is a really intricate subject, and we're all kind of clamoring to really understand what's going on. This is a relatively new decision, as you've said, uh, originally 2022, so just over a year ago. Would it be fair to say that there is a general rule that it's a 9% rate that automatically applies to, to all free zone businesses?
1: As a general rule, yes, and that would be accurate to say, Uh, although as um, uh, many would recall and perhaps would have expected, uh, by virtue of the phrase free zones, um, many expected that free zone companies would actually not be subject to the UAE corporate tax, but the very definition of free zone uh, and the, uh, the terms and conditions that were attached uh, to uh, free zone setups when companies were being set up in, in the various free zones across the UAE. So the expectation was that um, while the UAE corporate tax was being introduced, as of 2023 it would apply certainly to the main uh, the mainland companies but it would by default exclude free zones with exceptions in other words the expectation was that the default would, Uh, would um, exclude free zones as a default rule, uh, unless uh, some of these free zone companies uh, were conducting certain kinds of business that would take them out of the general rule and would make them subject to the exception. What uh, these latest regulations that I just mentioned Clarified is that the rule is somewhat reversed. And that is that the general rule is that the corporate 9% tax would apply to all companies and all businesses in the UAE across all free zones and, and mainland companies uh, equally unless. So the general rule is the 9% applies to everybody unless. And then, unless unless is if there is an exception that would, uh, for one reason or another, subject that particular free zone business to a zero percent corporate tax rate.
0: Okay, so walk us through the exceptions. Then
1: Uh, the exceptions are fairly nuanced. I um, I hesitate to use the word complex, although it is extremely complex, and I have to tell you. I've spent numerous hours with my team trying to kind of parse through the law and understand what the exceptions and the conditions are. Uh, and um, the simplest, perhaps, way of describing uh, what these exceptions are is that they are very nuanced. But at, but more specifically, uh, and sort of at a high level, the exceptions apply to uh, free zone businesses which deal with other free zone businesses if they are either, and and here are the perhaps four different categories that apply. One is um, that these businesses conduct activities which are not designated as excluded activities. So that's category one, if you will. Category two, it's uh, businesses which conduct activities um, that are called as qualifying activities. Or category three, uh, businesses which derive income from what is called qualifying intellectual property activities. Or category four, businesses which derive income from commercial properties located in the free zones. So just to sum up, again, the, um, uh, the these exceptions apply to free zone businesses, uh, which deal with other free zone businesses in these four categories. One, excluded activities. Two, qualifying activities. Three, qualifying intellectual property. And four, uh, commercial properties.
0: Okay, so I'm not a legal mind, Uh, Nor am I a tax expert. I think we can fairly safely say that. So we're going to have to um, get through the mouthful uh, there because this needs to be simplified. Can you break those down a little bit?
1: Uh, indeed, and you're absolutely right, and they are uh, somewhat um, uh, complex, and yeah. in fact, the the words or the phrases that I'm using, uh, these are terms of art, so to speak, and which each one of these uh, phrases um, has a legal definition, so behind it, uh, but in general, perhaps the, the main phrases to uh, focus on are the, uh, the qualifying activities and excluded activities. And both of these two legal definitions, let's just remember again, the two legal definitions or the two legal phrases are qualifying activity or excluded activities. And the definition, the more detailed definition of these two terms are listed in these the Ministerial Resolution number 265 of 2023, Uh, And uh, uh, more specifically, how they are defined or how they are addressed in the resolutions is that um, they refer to ultimately two key terms. One is income. And the other one is activities. Uh, So first, it is important to distinguish between what's called qualifying income and excluded income. That's as far as income is concerned. And second, uh, it's important to distinguish between qualifying activities and excluded activities. So these are the, the, the key terms that as we go through this discussion, we need to continue to remember and keep, uh, uh, keep going through the, the list of definitions to understand exactly what they mean and how they will apply for, uh, for businesses in, in real life.
0: Okay, so let's uh, look at qualifying activities then. Where would you like to start? Do you want to start with income or, or activities?
1: Uh, Let's start with activities, Um, so qualifying activities in particular. Uh, So in short, uh, and once again, uh, so free zone businesses which conduct what is called qualifying activities uh, would qualify for zero or can qualify for a 0% corporate tax rate. So that's the definition of qualifying activity. Uh, And um, in other words, uh, if you recall, as we said, all free zones, free zone businesses are subject to 9% unless they qualify. And when we talk about qualifying, we talk about qualifying for a 0% tax rate. Right. And so the definition of qualifying activities in turn is very specific and very nuanced. Uh, and uh, there are specific um, provisions in very specific resolutions that are quite detailed in terms of how these qualifying activities are defined. Uh, but uh, we can run through the main list and most notable list of some of these most notable examples of what is deemed as a qualifying activity. And in simple terms, by the way, qualifying activity means a type of business that a business conducts. So that's if a business conducts um, activities or trade in this particular industry or this particular activity, that would be called as a qualifying activity. And therefore, that particular business would therefore qualify for zero percent tax rate, remember, as, as long as that business is, is uh, based in a free zone. So the discussion today, once again, is based for, uh, for free zone um, businesses in general and within the free zone framework. Uh, so going back to the list or examples of the qualifying activities, uh, let me uh, run through uh, a list of what I deem to perhaps be kind of a summarized list of the main, uh, main activities, which are, by the way, are 11 different categories. So one, uh, so any businesses that are in the, um, in the industry of manufacturing and processing of goods and materials. So that's number one. Number two, businesses that are in trading of qualifying commodities. Number three, businesses which are in the business of holding shares and other securities for investment purposes. Uh, Number four, uh, businesses that are in the the business of ownership, management, and operation of ships. Uh, Also, number five, businesses which are in the industry of reinsurance services. And number six, um, those businesses which are in the industry of fund, wealth, and investment management services. Number seven, uh, businesses in financing and leasing of aircrafts. Uh, Number eight, uh, those businesses which are in the logistics services. And number nine, businesses which are in the industries of headquarters, treasury, and financing services for related parties. Number 10, distribution of goods and materials in or from a designated zone. And number 11, uh, any other activities that are ancillary to the list of qualifying activities. Um, So just to recap, so there are 11 categories of specific industries uh, which would qualify businesses that conduct activities within these specific industries to a 0% tax rate. Uh, So as you can appreciate, it's a very specific list of very specific industries uh, and um, uh, while we were not behind uh, the drafting of the law, we can speculate the reasons as to why these particular industries made it onto the list and perhaps where the specific list might have come from. And so the connection we were able to draw is that this is the same list of activities that is listed in the UAE, the, uh, UAE um what is called an ESR law or economic substance uh, law uh, or economic substance regulation uh, legal framework, if you will. And uh, so those laws set out specific industry industries which the the UAE considers to be perhaps low risk uh, so and these are the industries as we were able to connect the dots uh, that seem to mirror the list of activities from the ESR law to this corporate tax law uh, that now uh, perhaps by nature of what um, the, of, of what these industries Carry in terms of the business activities qualify for zero percent rate, and logically, this must be because of the perhaps the low uh, the lower risk um, factor that would be attached to businesses uh, which are in this um, in this in this industry. And what I mean uh, uh, behind this, perhaps in simple terms, is that. I mean, what are we talking about? We're talking about tax, right? And what does that mean? It's just that we know in in particular that the UAE for many years until tax law was introduced in the UAE, and this is basically now this year, uh, the UAE had been used as a convenient vehicle for tax optimization for all types of businesses. And in many ways, these businesses um, actually did not have any kind of substance or economic substance in the UAE, uh, and yet we're able to benefit from the UAE non-existent tax regime for the purposes of, for example, optimizing their tax obligations in other countries. And uh, as a result, the UAE now that's, uh, is uh, working towards... Um, consolidating its tax regimes and its business practices with other uh, uh, world, uh, perhaps first world countries, if you will. And as part of it, uh, the UAE is trying to remove itself from the list of countries that create these opportunities for the businesses to uh, to perhaps not so much use, but rather abuse this tax regime for the purposes of uh, paying less taxes in other countries. And uh, But as far as these specific activities that concerned because it's so difficult to have just a shell company, for example, or a holding company that doesn't really have much substance in any one of these industries. Perhaps this is why these specific industries have been identified as being fairly low risk in terms of uh, in terms of not having economic substance. And therefore, um, they are, as part of uh, being part of the economic substance, uh, 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 sort of low-risk activities or list of activities. They also have made it into the corporate tax law, uh, which ultimately gives these uh, particular businesses, as again, as long as they are based within the free zone, to benefit from the 0% tax regime.
0: Let's talk about excluded activities now. What does that mean, and and what's the difference?
1: So, for free zone businesses in the UAE which uh, conduct what is referred as excluded activities, uh, those uh, free zone businesses will always be subject to the nine percent corporate tax rate. Uh, so, and there's a specific list of what that is, and just in simple terms, so even if you're uh, a free zone business company and you are dealing and and um, uh, and working perhaps, let's say exclusively with other free zone companies, uh, but you are still, you are conducting one of these specifically listed excluded activities, you will still be subject to the 9% tax rate. So that's basically the sort of the the simple definition of that. And and this is uh, irrespective of the place of operation and the parties with whom you transact uh, and uh, which may also be located in one or another free zone, as I mentioned. Uh, So it doesn't matter that you're a free zone company and the business you're dealing with is also a free zone company still as long as you are dealing uh, with within the industry that falls under one of these uh, excluded uh, activities categories, then you will be subject to 9% tax rate. Right. Now, specifically what these uh, categories of excluded activities are, um, there are six of them, uh, at least as uh, as far as the latest set of regulations is concerned. Uh, and these uh, six excluded activities are, so one is any kind of transactions with a natural person. So in other words, let's say a free zone business, um, let's say TCOM, a free zone business is doing business with uh, with me as a as a as a natural person, that kind of revenue that the business would be deriving from uh, from providing services to me as a natural person will be subject to 9%. So that's called as an excluded activity, just one example. The second example is banking activities. So let's um, uh, also look at, for example, a DIFC company. So it's a free zone company. Uh, and um, uh, and it's, it could be doing business either with me as a natural person, or it could be do, doing business with another free zone company, uh, even perhaps even within the, the same free zone. But as long as it is in the space of banking activities, it will also all of its income will also be subject to 9% tax. The third category is insurance. Similar story. Um, as long as um, uh, as the business, again, the free zone business, um, is in the industry of providing insurance, uh, insurance activities, uh, then whether it's providing an, uh, businesses and services to natural persons or to other uh, free zone companies or to mainland companies or even abroad, uh, as long as they're in insurance space, uh, they are also subject to 9%. So that's number three. Number four is finance and leasing activities. Uh, Same thing, free zone businesses whose activities are listed as financing or leasing uh, will also be subject to 9%. Um, Number five is ownership or exploitation of residential properties located in the free zone. Um, So let's say I have a, a free zone company um, in um, let's say DMCC and as as that uh, in that sort as, as part of that free zone company I own a residential property and then that any income and I rent it out and and that income from that residential property will also be subject uh, to nine percent so that's um, category number five and final category on this um, uh, and this excluded list activities is um, uh, any other kind of a catch-all, if you will, category, and that's any other activities which are ancillary to these listed uh, excluded activities. And in general, why this, uh, this list exists is that uh, uh, in comparison to the uh, qualifying activities, which are considered to be the specific industries, which are considered to be low risk, uh, this particular, these particular industries that are on this list are considered perhaps to be more risky. And this is why they are set out as very specifically designated excluded activities.
0: Okay, so this is making sense. So in ESR terms, qualifying activities less risky, excluded uh, are deemed more risky. So I'm kind of with you. So this is about types of activities qualifying and excluded. Does that mean that all businesses are divided into qualifying and excluded? Or are there any other activities that we should mention?
1: Well, very pointed question. And in fact, yes, um, there are also businesses which are, so to speak, in between, uh, which are not uh, conducting qualifying activities. And not on the um, excluded activities list either. Uh, so, some examples are law firms or um, legal advocacy firms or yeah. accounting firms. So, they are not uh, uh, on the list of those 11 qualifying activities, uh, nor are they specifically mentioned in the excluded activities. Uh, so, those are some examples that we have uh, started to note of um, because they, they, they pertain specifically to us. Uh, so, they're not... So, they're the kind of in between, and which means uh, for the time being, what we the best we can uh, speculate is that means that there'll be perhaps some other additional benefits or fewer limitations that would apply to businesses that are in between those two categories.
0: Let's move on from uh, activities to first of all qualifying income. Wh- wh- how would you define that term, qualifying income, Lord Miller?
1: Yeah. So remember what we talked about before is just activities and that is the nature of the business. So whatever the company is doing. Uh, So when we're talking about qualifying activities, basically we're talking about the nature of a company's business. So now we're talking, talking about is the income. So that particular business obviously is in the business of making money. So when it derives income, so, and that's, that's what we're going to be talking about next is that's the qualifying income. So what is a qualifying income of, of a qualifying business? Uh, And in general, The qualifying income uh, can be either generated either from, guess you might have guessed it from qualifying activity uh, and the qualifying activity as is defined in the ministerial resolution number 265 of 2023, or it could be an activity that is not listed in the excluded activities list. Uh, So that's just the general term of what qualifying income is. So more specifically, let's say a free zone business um, that is in the industry of um, reinsurance or leasing of aircrafts. And those are some of the qualifying activities on the list. Uh, So any income that that particular business would be deriving is called qualifying activity. Uh, and uh, and or it could be a law firm or an accounting firm because it is not uh, a, as one of the specific excluded activities a list could also be uh, uh, considered as that particular comp- uh, firms, for example, income could also be considered as qualifying income. Uh, importantly with regards to the qualifying activities for of free zone businesses uh, such income can be deemed as qualifying income uh, in either cases where the transactions between free zone businesses so for example um, one free zone company is doing business with another free zone company, but in the space of a qualifying activity. Let's use the example of uh, aircraft leasing. Uh, so let's say the DMCC company is doing business with a JAFSA company. Uh, so that that income would be considered as qualifying income. Right. But similarly, so that same, let's say, DMCC company in the aircraft leasing business uh, that is doing business with uh, du- with a mainland company in Dubai, so not a free zone, but the mainland company, that income would also be classified as a qualifying income. So this is interesting because this we're talking about income uh, that in the first case it was generated between two free zones. Okay, in that case, sort of makes sense. So it's zero rated. When we're talking about qualifying, we're talking about qualifying for a 0% tax rate. Uh, So there's two free zone businesses uh, dealing with, uh, or one is selling or in the space of aircraft leasing, uh, deriving income, that income is considered... Qualified and therefore subject to 0% rate. Now that same free zone company now is doing business with the Dubai mainland company, not within the free zone. That income is also considered as qualifying income and therefore subject to 0%. Equal is so. That same free zone company that's, let's say, again, in in leasing of aircraft business is doing business with a company or business outside of the UAE and deriving income from outside of the UAE. That income is also considered as qualifying income. Uh, So um, in short, any um, income that's derived by a free zone business that is in the qualifying activity space will be qualifying for a 0% tax rate.
0: What if you're a small business? Is there any uh, opportunity to get tax relief in any way? Because this requirement for tax payment applies to all types of businesses. Or oh, That's the impression I'm getting so far, no matter how big you are or how tiny you might be.
1: Indeed. So as you rightfully noted, uh, the general rule is that um, all businesses in the UAE are subject to 9% corporate tax rate unless, right? And one of the exceptions in addition to the ones we just described is uh, for small businesses. Uh, right. And that means, and, it's in, and the small businesses are defined as um, uh, those businesses who derive a revenue of below the 3 million dirhams per fiscal year. So if businesses derive uh, income of less than three uh, or revenue of less than 3 million dirhams per year, then they can qualify to apply for a small business relief. So it's not an automatic exception, if you will. You need to actually opt in for this um, this specific relief. Right. Uh, and so that to you would be uh, an exception to the general rule. So even if it's a free zone business that is not uh, in the qualifying activities zone uh, or list or is not on the excluded um, or specifically excluded activities list, uh, but it is a small. Uh, it, it's a small business. Uh, then it would uh, it could qualify. In fact, if even if it is actually conducting one of those uh, activities on the excluded list, it might still qualify for the small business relief for different reasons. So it's still a, it's um, uh, just. Uh, on the basis that it's a small business. And there is this for now, at least for the time being, there's a specific relief that was introduced by virtue of a separate regulation, allowing small businesses to opt uh, for this specific uh, relief, uh, at least for the time being. Uh, There may also be other exceptions uh, for, for businesses. uh, And as we have seen uh, since the beginning of this year, uh, the law continues to evolve. Um, So, uh, we anticipate that, um, in particular, as 2024 rolls, uh, rolls in uh, that, and businesses start actually implementing this law, uh, that perhaps more exceptions will be uh, made available for different types of businesses. Uh, and, um, and obviously, as those exceptions and those new regulations come forward, we'll, uh, uh, we'll have to describe and analyze those at the relevant time.
0: All right, so it is kind of a watch this space situation, is it? We, we've mentioned just how uh, how new this regulation is. You mentioned it very briefly, you referred to commercial properties, uh, Ludmilla. Is there special treatment for commercial properties in the context of free zones?
1: Yes, Uh, so commercial properties is yet another exception to the general rule. And uh, in general, any income derived from commercial property uh, by a free zone will also be subject or be qualifying income, so to speak, uh, and therefore subject to 0% corporate tax rate. Uh, Now, there are some conditions that attach to this. Uh, So uh, for Uh, So one is it has to be uh, a free zone business, a free zone entity uh, that uh, deals with commercial property. And um, so it has to be owned by uh, the free zone business and located within a free zone and generate income uh, in the transaction with another free zone business. So, for example... Let's say I am based in JAFSA uh, and I own uh, my own office space and I rent, or I, I own several buildings or several offices and I rented to another uh, corporate entity within that same free zone. Uh, so any income I derive from that particular uh, rental agreement uh, will be zero rated. Uh, or for example, uh, I am a DMCC entity and I own uh, a property uh, in IVSA, another free zone, and I rented that property to another corporation within the free zone. Uh, so it's between the two different free zones. Uh, once again, because it's a commercial entity, a commercial property, it's, it's an office uh, and it is between two free zones, uh, then that particular revenue will also be subject uh, to zero percent uh, rate, uh, so uh, this is important. But let's say if I, um, uh, if I am a free zone entity, uh, I'm, let's say I am an IVSA f- uh, free zone entity, and I own an office on the mainland buy, that income is not uh, is not zero rated. So th- in that case, uh, it will be uh, subject to nine percent.
0: Okay, um, we've talked a lot uh, in this podcast about specific nuances let's kind of try and sum things up in light of you know what we've been discussing i kind of understand the nuances of the corporate tax law better but what do you conclude based on what you know now uh and what would you i guess what would you recommend to anybody that comes and looks for advice from you
1: well, so first of all, uh, and contrary to our previous belief uh, the the default corporate tax rate in the UAE uh, will apply to all free zone businesses, and it's going to be nine percent and not zero percent, yeah. Uh, And previously, we assumed that it would be the opposite, where free zone businesses would be automatically exempt or subject to 0% unless uh, they did not meet certain criteria. Now we know that you can only be subject to 0% corporate tax rate if you meet certain criteria, Uh, We now also know that businesses would have to prepare their books and review their relevant accounting standards from the beginning of their first taxable year, which uh, for many businesses will be January 1 of 2024. Uh, And this is important in order to allow them to prepare and file their tax returns properly and on time. Uh, and um, finally, understanding the corporate tax law is going to be part of um, a very steep learning curve, and uh, we need to accept and, uh, 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 and take it in, in strides that there will be more decisions and resolutions uh, that will continue to be implemented, will, which will further clarify, define, and amend uh, the, um, the various aspects of the UE corporate uh, tax law. Uh, so uh, we'll just have to um, uh, continue to uh, stay agile and keep um, our so ear close to the ground and keep uh, watching the space and, and learning and constantly analyzing uh, not just the new laws as they come forward, but also the application of these laws, in particular by virtue of, for example, how the Federal Tax Authority uh, or the FTA uh, will um, uh, will. Uh, I guess treat some of these uh, companies and businesses, uh, and in particular, if um, uh, by way of penalties or punishment, because that is really when we will start seeing how the authorities are actually implementing in in real terms uh, these regulations, and that's usually most visible. Uh, by virtue of uh, penalties, uh, and how quickly these penalties will be issued, how severe they will be, uh, and uh, what grace period will be uh, um, made available, if any, uh, any kind of discounts for on any of the punishments or penalties, if any, and so on and so forth.
0: Can I ask you one final question? It's, it's kind of a broad question, really. The, the general understanding was that free zone businesses would generally Sub- be subject to a zero percent corporate tax rate or entirely exempt from tax. Um, how do you think this is going to affect business or businesses in free zones? Are there certain measures that businesses in free zones need to take to prepare for corporate tax?
1: For sure. This was, will be, as, as we mentioned earlier, an incredibly steep learning curve, and mm-hmm. it will be in many ways a paradigm shift uh, for all businesses in the UAE without fail. Uh, and at a high level, the main thing or the first thing the business will have to do is they will need to conduct their own internal assessment as to whether they qualify for 0% corporate tax rate. Uh, They will also, and this obviously will require some close examination of the activities they conduct, and the substance in the UAE of, of these activities, uh, and the type of income they generate, mm. which by the way also means that the specific activity listed in the business's license will now become a lot more important than was before. And I'm sure, as uh, as you can imagine and can relate, and perhaps can recall, a lot of it was very common in the UAE previously to have for example, a very general activity listed on the license uh, and that would encompass all sorts of um, activities under that particular business. So now with this tax law in effect, I anticipate that this particular space will, um, uh, will see some significant change and businesses will have to restructure, reorganize. In particular, if um, their current business includes activities which are both qualifying and excluded activities, and that definitely can be. Just one example is, let's say, insurance and reinsurance. Uh, services and each one of them fall into two separate categories. So you can see how there may be incentives for businesses either to amend their activities on their license uh, or to restructure the activities altogether to be able to benefit from a 0% tax rate. And this also means that um, businesses will have to uh, to incorporate and really make it part of their business practice, regular business practice, very different accounting standards um, and uh, it, and learn specific accounting standards uh, that will apply in the UAE to calculate uh, how much they have to pay to the federal tax authority for each year, which obviously will mean that they will have, the businesses will now have to be a lot more thorough in assessing um, their gross income, what, what is the Definition of the gross income, uh, what uh, potential deductions may be um, used, uh, and what qualifies as a deduction and what does not, uh, and profits and what qualifies as a profit and what is not a profit, and uh, potential tax losses that they might be able to use as deductions. Uh, So very nuanced accounting terms, which um, obviously for those businesses and those accountants who who know these uh, principles, or those businesses who have been paying tax their whole. uh, existence uh, is is less of, a, of an issue but for majority of the businesses in the UAE uh, this will be entirely new way of doing business an entirely new um, learning space uh, and um, uh, and so this will require quite a bit of time and close um, examination of uh, not just their own business practices but also the kind con- the, the legal regulations and as they evolve. Uh, also, uh, in the context of um, uh, free zone businesses uh, who will qualify or might qualify for a 0% uh, tax rate, uh, it's very important to know that they will be required to maintain audited books. So not just accounting standards and uh, have their uh, ordinary bookkeeping systems, but they actually need to have their accounts audited. And this for obvious reasons, because the idea is that if you are as a business uh, represent yourself to the authorities as qualifying to, uh, for a 0% tax rate away from the standard 9% tax rate. Therefore, the authorities want to have the seal of approval <clears throat> from the auditors uh, in the UAE that they have actually examined uh, your records and have audited your uh, your books, and that gives the authorities an additional level of confidence uh, so that those businesses which um, deem themselves uh, to um, be subject to zero percent tax rate in fact um, uh, are so Uh, and um, so this will be uh, this will be interesting because i have to tell you over the years, we've seen um, both accountants and or accounting and auditing firms uh, improving and increasing their scrutiny of um, their accounting and their auditing uh, activities, as far as businesses are concerned. So their standards are a lot higher than they used to be. And this obviously now in preparation for this particular law, um, there was a time where accounting firms, auditing firms, would just basically rubber stamp business uh, business accounts, just mm-hmm. because there wasn't anybody to report to. Uh, so, but those standards have been changing over the years and now it's very obvious as to why they, they've they been changing and uh, certainly this is also the reason why the authorities require uh, for auditors to, uh, uh, to sign off on all those businesses who will qualify, free zone businesses that is, who will qualify for 0% tax rate.
0: That is another edition of Logical. If you're based in a free zone here in the United Arab Emirates, that's everything we know today. And we're recording on the 24th of November, 2023. That's everything we know about corporate tax in free zones. But as we've said a couple of times in this podcast, it's a watch this space Kind of deal, really. Uh, as ever, thanks for watching, listening, or both. Thanks to our legal expert, managing director, a managing partner, sorry, at Yamalovet and Pleska, Ludmilla Yamalovet. Your expertise and your knowledge, Ludmilla, as always, top notch. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much, Tim.
0: Find us at LY Law, social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn. All the podcasts that we do are free at LYLawyers.com. And to get a legal question answered in an episode of Logical or to talk to a qualified UE experienced legal professional, click contact at LYLawyers.com.